Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Rooted Deep, a podcast featuring Reba Bowman and Allison Hale. Hey everybody, welcome to the podcast today. Today we're talking about joy and Allie and I have um, have been talking about this subject a little bit before we uh, started on the podcast today because joy is one of those things that we sing about, we quote verses about, but the truth is how often do we really experience joy? Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's just, um, you know, in our daily grind of whatever your world looks like, maybe it's washing dishes, picking up dirty socks, uh, going to work, picking up your kids, um, sitting in traffic, uh, you know, is it possible to hold on to this in the middle of all of that? Or right now, our world is very chaotic right now. So is it really possible in the middle of a pandemic or in the middle of division? Is it possible in the middle of my normal daily life to have this concept of joy Um, or should we just settle for happiness and a few highlight moments along the way? And is that really what life's all about, Allie? (laughs) Yeah, no, actually, no. And I think sometimes people think of joy as almost like a product or commodity that they're like, oh yeah, I need to get some of that. Just like, oh, I need, I should probably have renter's insurance. Maybe I should try to get some joy. And that's, it's not something like you said, uh, you know, we put it on our walls. We make signs out of it. We want to embrace it. Um, but what is that, you know, what does it mean? And I think that, um, I think that people are, you know, running around looking for it when it's really in the, you know, in, in a very, very simple, simple answer. Um, oh, so that's yeah. what we're going to talk about today. Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, we obviously we know that scripture talks about joy. So we know that if the Bible says it's possible to be joyful and to have joy, then we, we realize immediately since um, we accept that as truth. Um, that, okay, it's possible to have joy and it's possible for me to be joyful. But if I'm really honest, I I can tell you that when I'm sitting in my chair early in the morning with my Bible in my hand and the noise hasn't begun, my day hasn't kicked into full gear, um, and nothing has gone crazy quite yet. You know, it's almost like there in that moment in that chair, I can really catch a glimpse of it and I can sense that fullness of joy kind of idea Um, and I really know that joy is a reality in those moments. And then I get up right? (laughs) and I leave, and I leave my chair and I lay my Bible off to the side and I step out of my door and, and I get going in my fullness in my day boots on the ground. Yeah. Yeah. And all of a sudden my text messages are going off and my name is being called or this is happening and this is happening. And I think for me, my question has always been in a personal way, how can I take joy with me out there? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I feel it in here, in this moment of devotion, let's call it, mm-hmm. you know, this quiet moment. But how can I feel it out there when it's all chaotic and when everything is going quite crazy? But to me, Allie, and I think you'd agree with this, that is really the, the almost the, um, the overpowering, spiritual only God can give you this kind of joy thing because joy it really is this most powerful not when we're in the calm and everything right. is going great but joy is has its most power in us mm-hmm. when life is life and when things yeah. are not flipping upside down and yet there's this sure steadiness of joy mm-hmm. in the middle of all that absolutely um and I, you know we all have our same are the verses that we know 
um, right. where joy is going to pop up. Um, but joy popped up for me in a verse that I had, I mean, I've read it a million times, but I had actually never looked at the joy in mm. this verse. And it's Hebrews 12, 2, um, when we're looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross. Wow. And, you know, and I was, I, I always concentrate on the cross and the sacrifice, but he was headed into that most painful, chaotic and there was joy on the way. It says be, the joy that was set before him endured the cross. And you're like, okay, if joy can be present mm. at such a crucial and painful time in, yeah. in Christ's life, then I know it's going to, it can be present because that comes from him. It can be present in my crazy life when I'm in devotions because it doesn't even, I'm reading the Bible and the phone rings and joy just kind of leaves right then because I'm right. like, who is calling me when I'm trying to read the Bible? Stop it. Yeah. Um, don't get rid of my joy. But I found that joy in that, in the verse. And I was like, well, if joy can come through torture, then what, what's wrong with me? And why don't I, why am I not abiding in it every day? Yeah. And you know, I think that that's such a great point because I think it leads us to something that is a profound understanding of joy, that it's crucial for us to get this so that we can go on. And that is joy is not externally driven. It's not as a product. It's not produced because of circumstances mm -hmm. that that is more happiness than anything. You know, my happiness can rise and fall all day long based on circumstances, but my joy Joy is something that's internally driven. And as you read, uh, what a great passage. Even Jesus can say on his way to the cross that there was joy, there was joy internally in that journey because of what he knew was going to be produced as a result of that. And so I think as we get started here, um, understanding right off the bat that joy is an internal it's produced internally in us and it's not a result of external things it's kind of that seed that the holy spirit actually plants in us as believers those who follow him yeah. uh, and galatians tells us it's part of that fruit of the spirit yeah. mm -hmm. that is produced by the holy spirit and so we know that those fruits are supernatural mm -hmm. we know that they can't be produced we don't produce them right um so i don't produce joy yeah. Jesus produces joy in me, and that's a pretty grand concept. Right, and and it's not something, like you said, it's not something that's going to be based on anything, uh, the circumstances. You know, gratitude and gratitude and, and, and thankfulness kind of ebbs and flows as we concentrate, but we're really a lot of times concentrating on something outward, yeah. you know, um, and, sure. and circumstances, but joy has got to be, like you said, it's got to be that inward, you know, hey, it's kind of a... Um, more of a foundational, a foundational truth that, that is, is more constant. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's the way I look at it. Yeah. And, and I love that. And I think that's really what Jesus teaches. So, you know, for those of you that are listening today, um, John 15 may be a great passage of scripture for you to just go back in and just hang out in for a little while, mm -hmm. because, um, you know, the setup for John 15 is a really tough moment in the life of the disciples. So Jesus has just, had the last, what we call the last supper with them. And he's just declared at that last supper, okay, I really am going to the cross and die. I've told you this several times. Nobody's got it yet, but I really am going to die. I'm leaving you. And one of you is going to betray me. And, you know, and Peter, you're going to deny me. And, mm -hmm. and I mean, it's almost been like, brace yourself. It's kind yeah, of, <laughs> I mean, it's just been horror after horror after horror in this room as Jesus is unfolding what, what for them is going to be the next 48 hours of their lives. And, um, 
you know, and in the middle of all of this, Jesus transitions into this conversation that we hear, we see in John 15. And Jesus tells him, look, John 14 is don't be discouraged. John 15 is look, this is the way forward. And the way forward, Jesus says, is if you will abide in me, I will abide in you. And my joy will be in you and your joy will be full. Mm -hmm. And so in the middle of this, probably the greatest crisis moment the disciples will have in their early part of their walk with Jesus, Jesus looks at them and says, look, you can have joy. And that is, it all comes from abiding. And if you read this passage, Allie, and you know, you and I've read this on many occasions, this word abide is just repeated over and over and over again. Um, As Jesus says, look, you abide in me and I will abide in you and my joy will be in you and your joy will be full. So there's this idea that yes, it's internal. And then Jesus kind of expands that idea and says, here's the deal. I'm joy. And if I'm in you, I'll produce that joy in you and your joy will be full even in the middle of some of the worst days of your life. Mm-hmm. And the word abide, I think, and, and right now, maybe in the, in the, the wheel turning, um, running and, and carpooling world that we live in, we're always thinking of, oh, I've got to run and do this. I've got to run and do that. I've got to run and get some of this. I've got to run and get some of that. But abiding is, is, is more of a permanent. And that's why I mentioned the word foundation, because it abiding is really, you're going to have to kind of stay in the same place. And sometimes even in our devotional life, we're like, oh, I really need a verse to help me with this situation. So I'm going to run back to the Bible and, and find a book, or I'm going to run back to the, I'm going to, and you're coming and you're constantly coming in and out of your devotional state instead of this word abide to where it's something that's kind of more pervasive. And I think we're, we, we like to add this to the cart or we like to, to add this to our, and we, and, and that's maybe the way we, we treat our devotions and we treat how we look at the word of God instead of that word abide, which really is just dwelling, planting, yes. foundationing, you know, foundationing is not even a word, but I'm just going to create but I like a word. It, but we I, need I, to, it should be a word. It's a good word. It's an infinitive to foundation in, the, you know, yeah. um, and so the, the abiding is a lot more, and it's, it's a little bit quieter word than, than that, you know, than, than the words that we like to use sometimes fight and, and run and, and do this. Um, yeah. And I think really- you're so right about that because I think it's so easy for us. And, you know, I get a lot of people, as I speak, a lot of women will come and say, Hey, do you have a book I could read about this? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, or do you have a, you know, do you have something that could help me fix this? And I think you're right. I think sometimes it's almost like an open bag of chips. Uh, no, I love chips, but this is a better one. An open uh, jar of peanuts uh, yeah. or, or um, nuts, yeah. <laughs> yeah, on the table. And every time you walk by, what do you do? You just grab, you know? And I think that that's sometimes the way we, we do. And Jesus is obviously, you're exactly right. He's, he's, demonstrating something completely different. He's giving us a different picture, not in these little quick hits, but in a presence that he's with us and that we walk in that, the sense of that presence so that um, no matter where we go, no matter what we do, no matter who we're with, no matter what our circumstances are, the relationship that we have with Christ and that sense of his presence with me is what gives me joy. So no matter where I'm at or what I'm doing, no matter how bad it is, how dark it is, or how great it is at the moment, right. um, you know, no relationship can produce joy that's, that's outside of Christ. 
Um, so our joy can't be dependent, not just on circumstances, but it also can't be dependent on people or that quick hit. Like you mm -hmm. said, let's just do that little quick hit of Jesus. And maybe that'll, that quick hit will take me and fix this thing. When Jesus mm -hmm. says, no, what fixes this is you abiding in my presence. And, you know, you, you did a Bible study um, a while back on the tabernacle and, and that dwelling place. Um, and what was the title of that, of that Bible study? Yeah, uh, walking with the wor the worshiping. Yeah, no, well, no, wait a minute, that wasn't oh, uh, fellowship made for fellowship. Uh -huh. Made that for fellowship. Yeah, and and it's one of those. And and if we look at the tabernacle, because it's something that God, um, you know, had the Israelites build and create so that He can move with them through yeah. the time. Like He had, they were they were in the wilderness and they yeah, were exactly. not in a nice moment. But at the same time, He's like, okay, you, I, you know, I put you here because of your own problems. This is, you know, this is your fault, the chaos and everything. However, in this chaos and in this, uh, you know, slow um, walking, meandering around the wilderness, I'm going to walk with you, but I'm not just going to appear every once in a while. It's right. going to be a continual. You have to pick me and pick me up and take you, take me with you when it, you know, when we're talking about breaking down the tabernacle and then you can, you can yeah. learn more. And, and, and there's so many layers to the imagery of the tabernacle, but I loved the, the word tabernacle is just a dwelling place and abiding is the same thing. You really pick, you don't, when you close your Bible and you put your feet on the ground, you're, you're not done with Christ. It's not like he stays home, you know, while you're running around, you right. literally pick him up and take him with you. Right. And that should be such a, you know, and his words in, and, and as about, and as it says in J, uh, John 15, if my words abide in you, in other words, you've got my words and you've got my presence with you continually. And so remember that in those tough moments. Um, and uh, just like the Israelites in the wilderness, hey, pick, you know, pick, they were picking the, the tabernacle up and moving it wherever God led them. That's the same thing um, with us and, and oh, his yeah. presence in our lives. Well, and, and that's exactly what Jesus was telling the disciples in John 15. He says, look, don't be, don't be discouraged. Don't, don't be disheartened because actually it's a better thing that I leave. And how could Jesus tell these guys, it's a better thing that I leave. How could it be good for Jesus to go? But what Jesus was implying is that because when I leave, the Holy Spirit's going to come. He called him the comfort. Comforter. And when the comforter comes, he's going to be with all of you. And that is the maybe, uh, you know, Ali, I grew up in a, in, in a Baptist world where we didn't talk about the Holy Spirit <laughs> a whole lot because yeah. we were so scared we were going to be charismatic if we talked mm -hmm. about the Holy Spirit. Um, but and I, so I think a lot of times as a Baptist girl, I missed the beauty of the Holy Spirit uh -huh. and it really was as as part of the Godhead. Um, and it wasn't until later on in my life that I really started appreciating the power of the Holy Spirit in my life. He's the comforter. He's the one who, who intercedes for me. He's the one yes. who prays prayers. I don't even know when to pray. Yeah. He's the one who really fills me with what I need to be able to get through. And he is the presence of God that goes with me. Uh -huh. And he's now, the what producer. Yeah, exactly. And he's the producer of the fruit that is yeah. already in you. It's not like you have to run around. Um, and I think that my... Uh, Gary, my husband, plants, we have planted so many fruit trees in our yard and okay. very rarely um, have they really just produced um, anything. And uh, one day he just, he got upset and he went, he went to the store, he bought limes and he came home and he duct taped limes to the lime tree that he had planted that had produced nothing. Oh, that's and so funny. I think it's so funny because that's kind of what we try to do with, with happiness and joy. We try to say, you know, and it's not producing it from the inside. It's just duct taping it or nailing it, you know, yeah. to, nailing the fruit on the outside, but the Holy Spirit, because we're not listening and we're not abiding in 
the, yeah. what we already have in the Holy Spirit, you know, just producing yeah. that fruit. And, and he took a picture of it and it's just kind of a spiritual reminder of uh, fruit duct taped on the outside uh, of a lime tree that has, was not produced. Um, it was bought yeah. at, at, at Jumbo, the grocery store. <laughs> <laughs> the grocery store. Yes. If, if you can't produce it, just tape it. Just on. Tape it on. But you're right. I do think that is a lot of times. And we know that that never satisfies. There's mm-hmm. nothing satisfying mm-hmm. about taping it on. Um, and faking it Um, and we know because we know it's not real and we know that it really doesn't that really doesn't satisfy and And those around us know as well our children know when it's you know our 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 family members our friends our co-workers know hey that's that's not true yeah that's there's something off you know well Um, and I think too I think it's a realistic question to say okay has anybody really lived a life like this because mm -hmm. I think sometimes it's really easy to look at the Bible and say, yeah, but those were Bible people. Okay. And Bible people did that, but you know, I can't do that. And I think that's one of the things I love about God's word is that it just kind of shows you these people in their, in their worst moments sometimes uh, and in their best moments sometimes. And we, we see the full lifespan. We see that, like you mentioned, we see the children of Israel, even though they've got a cloud guiding them by the spirit of God by day and fire by night, then they've got a tabernacle where mm-hmm. the presence of God is hovering yeah. over all of that. And yet they're still disobeying. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And they still lack faith. And the Bible says mm-hmm. the whole issue was they didn't believe. Fast forward to the disciples and they're still struggling and they're still not getting it. Um, and yet we find, and I love this because, you know, Peter's one of those guys in that room that night that Jesus is telling abide. And he's one of the guys who Jesus says, Peter, you're going to deny me. And we know he did. But when Peter goes to write his own letter in first and second Peter, um, and first Peter is really all about suffering. So it's mm-hmm. not a book that you expect to hear a lot about joy in because Peter's writing to people that were really suffering for the cause of Christ. And Peter spoke of joy so much though, <laughs> in that book in that letter and one of the things that really uh is uh, first peter 1 8 it's it's a verse that i love and it says though you have not seen him talking about jesus you love him though you do not now see him you believe in him and rejoice with joy that is inexpressible and filled with glory Mm -hmm. and so here we see peter this guy who blew it so many times struggled so many in so many ways and we see him long after Christ has returned and he's penning this book to suffering Christians. And, and, and we know Peter would end up being crucified. History would tell us he will be crucified himself yeah. uh, for the cause of Christ. And Peter writes this thing and he says, this, this joy is inexpressible and it's filled with glory and it's possible even in even. the midst of everything, as long as we stay connected to who Jesus is and we abide in him and we let, like you said, we let his words abide in us and we allow God to do his work in us, which just means we need to cling to him and not cling to a lot of other things that we run to when we're in crisis. Right. It's almost like, you know, that should be the abiding in Christ should be the first place we go. Um, But it's usually the last place we go when we're in chaos, when we're in a struggle, when we're in, you know, um, the words aren't even coming to me in English, but uh, we, you know, when we're, we're in, when we're in trouble that, you know, usually I'm like, yeah, well, let me find something in the Bible. Okay. Because I've tried everything else. I talked to my friends on, on Facebook. Yeah. I, you know, called this, I did this. I went some, I was shopped, 
you know, um, retail therapy didn't help. So now I'm going to try to get back into the word and that should, it really should be the place where that's the first place, um, first place we found it. I have a, a really good definition um, that I found. It's Rick Warren um, has a, a lovely definition of joy. And I think it's interesting because I love the words that he uses. Um, Rick Warren says that joy is the settled assurance that God is in control of all the details of my life the quiet confidence that ultimately everything is going to be all right and the determined choice to praise God in every situation. And those phrases, settled assurance, quiet confidence, determined choice, that really is a very, um, they're, it's very strong, but it's also very, again, foundational. It's, yeah. it's kind of something that, ha you, you know, you're kind of staying still. You know, you've got Exodus where, where, where God says, stand still and see the, see the salvation of the Lord. Psalms, be still. And in other words, yeah. stop running around and abide like John 15 says and understand that no matter what, God's already in control. So kind of just settle down, plant yeah. yourself, you know, get rooted because you're going to be here for a while, right. but I'm going to be with you. Mm -hmm. And I, I liked those, I liked those, um, those, those phrases that, that. Also oh, repeat those again, Ellie, because I do think those are so good. Repeat mm -hmm. those phrases again. Settled assurance mm. that God is in control of all the details of my life, the quiet confidence and the determined choice to praise God in every situation. Yeah. Um, and that's, you know, it's just very good. still. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, and those words are such strong words because we hear those those determined and confidence and and I do think as we as we step out on faith, mm -hmm. you know, and we um, and we begin to lean into God and we and we trust Him in those moments, mm -hmm. uh, and we experience that joy. Yeah, and I think what we find is that confidence is strengthened and our faith is strengthened, and, and now the next thing comes and we're stronger than we were before. Right. And, you know, I'm just, I become more and more determined not to do it the wrong way, but to do it the right way, because the results are so incredibly different mm -hmm. in my life when I find myself abiding. Uh, because, I, you know, I think sometimes, in my mind at least, I've thought about it like I'm going to bundle joy up and take and bring it into my chaos. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, and that's kind of like trying to bring the beach home by putting sand in a bottle. <laughs> And honestly, at the end of the day, um, you know, I can unpack that sand and all I get is a gritty mess. I don't get right. the beach. Yeah. And so I think for, I, for so many years, I looked at this so wrong. Um, it wasn't about finding joy because that's what I wanted to find. I'm like, okay, I'm not happy. I want to find me some joy. You mm -hmm. know, it's not really about finding joy. It's so much about finding Jesus. Yeah. And, and abiding in him and find where's, where's the Lord at? And, you know, and maybe I've left him behind. Maybe I left him in that room that yeah. morning, this morning. Mm -hmm. Maybe I just, maybe I haven't even been with Jesus mm -hmm. since the last huge crisis in my life. When I cried <laughs> out, Oh God, please help me. You know? Right. Um, and that doesn't mean I don't go through the motions of doing religious things like going to church or whatever, but that doesn't mean that I have a relationship with God that's changing my right. life. Yeah. Yeah. You no. Know? And so I think for me, sometimes understanding, I don't need to go chase joy. So what we're telling people today is it's internal mm -hmm. and it's, it comes from abiding in him. So stop chasing the joy and really start abiding in Jesus and the joy will come. 
Yeah, um, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna tell you something. I am actually in my office right now and I'm looking around at every piece of furniture. I took inventory while you were talking. I mean, I was listening to you talk, you but are. I was taking inventory at everything in this room. And I hate to say it, I've been in the Dominican Republic 17 years. Right. And, um, and, but everything in this room is, um, I bought from somebody, a missionary that was leaving the country. And I'm, and I, you know, and sometimes I, you know, you get so it, and so many times, you know, it's a contentment issue. It's, well, we're looking for something different or it's, you know, this is not, not really working for this or not. And, and I'm, you know, and you look around and you're, you know, and you see people chase, like you said, you see people chase joy Right. When really that's not, it's, you know, because if somebody, you know, sells all their stuff and they move back to their home country and they decide, okay, here's where I'm going to find contentment. Here's where I'm going to find joy. That's not going to happen. Yeah. And, and that's what we're seeing. Um, you know, and so I'm looking around and I'm, you know, even what I'm sitting on, uh, you know, just everything. Yeah. And, uh, and I think even the microphone, but whatever. Um, right. It's yeah. just interesting because I'm looking and I'm like, are these people chasing joy when really the 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 the, um, the producer of joy is actually with them? They're just not listening. They're not abiding. Yeah. Um, and and you know you're so you're just when you're running out trying to like you said you're trying to take the beach home with you or yeah. trying to to duct tape limes on a tree when really the root. Mm. is the problem to that lime tree and, and, and a contentment issue might be the problem, you yeah. know, with me during my day when I'm not finding joy where I'm looking for joy. Yeah. Um, and it's because you're right. It is in Jesus and it is not just a run and, and grab Jesus for a minute and then put him back down and, and run somewhere else. It's, yeah. it's the abiding and that foundation that settled, that settledness that we have. Yeah. And you know, I love, I just love what Peter said. It, it's mm. an inexpressible joy. It, it's, and, and I think what God has taught me through the years, uh, and I think why I love that verse so much is it's a joy that can't be expressed, but it sure can be experienced. Mm. Oh, and, yeah. you know, I may not be able to explain it to you <laughs> when I have it, and I may not be able to find words in the d dictionary that, that will make it make sense to you, but I can promise you I'm experiencing it. Mm -hmm. And I would much rather be able to experience it than express it. And right. I wonder if Peter didn't have that in mind when he said, this is an inexpressible joy because right. I just can't, you know, you know it when you have it, but you may mm -hmm. not always be able to put words to it. And I think even what you said, you know, there are people I know that are living in some of the hardest places mm -hmm. on the globe to live and they're doing so with these smiles on their faces. <laughs> and, uh, and it's one of those things where it's like, oh my word, these people just have so much joy in such a difficult place right um and then you find somebody else living in what you would consider to be you know a place that couldn't be producing anything but massive happiness and joy right. and yeah. miserable right um, and so i think you're exactly right um we've we've spent too many too many days too many moments settling for limes duct tape to a tree mm -hmm. yeah and when in reality, God says, I really just want you to, if you'll just abide with me, I promise mm -hmm. you, I can give you something you can't even describe to people, but boy, can you ever experience it? And haven't you been with somebody? Um, I was just thinking about this because sometimes when we think about joy, we thought, you know, we start singing, I've got the joy, 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 and we're clapping yeah. and, and we, and, or we get 
mental pictures in our head of an old preacher, you know, running around or high kicking, high kicking it up and down the platform. Um, but there was a, there was, there's a pastor's wife here. And I, I met her years ago. She's a Dominican woman. And I sat down on her couch and I was just talking a mile a minute and about all these plans I had and da, 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 da. And she just quietly, she would just quietly respond. And then I, you know, I would kind of get to, okay, let's talk about you, you know, and, but her, and it was hard to describe, like you said, but she had such a quiet, peaceful joy hmm. that no matter what was happening, because there was a lot of things going on in, in her life. And I was just trying to, you know, just talk, 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 and tell her everything that I knew in my couple of years of being a missionary <laughs> and uh, my naivete, whatever. And uh, she's just smiling. And, you know, no it's like, literally, I feel like the, the, the house could fall down around her, but she had something inside that really made me want to sit longer on her couch and just be quiet with mm. her because that joy was just so deep, um, no matter what was going on. And sometimes we think of joy as hopping around and, and, and getting all excited. And at times it is, sure. but it's because of what's going on on the inside. And, um, and that slow, that slow and settled uh, just confidence. Um, and I, I remember sitting with her. And so sometimes when we have that type of joy, mm -hmm. then that is also that, that that's very settled for somebody else. And, and whether it's our family members or our coworkers or whatever, there's, there's something different and you can see it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and I just, yeah, I just, so maybe today as we kind of wind things up today, just encouraging uh, everyone to go get, get in John 15 sometime mm -hmm. today. And I don't know what your pattern is in life as far as what it looks like, how you abide with Jesus Christ. But I can tell you, if you're not walking with him personally in a way that, you know, I don't mean you read your Bible through in a year. I don't mean that you check off a bunch of boxes. But I mean, if you don't have a relationship that's real and is impacting your life with Christ, then something is not the way it should be. And so I want to encourage you, you're never going to be able to bear this fruit. You're never going to be able to experience this joy uh, outside. Jesus said it doesn't happen outside of him. It only happens inside of him. And then it happens inside of you. And so, uh, you know, as you're plowing through today, um, and maybe you've been like I have been on so many occasions, chasing joy down, trying to grab it, put it in a bottle and bring it home. And, uh, and instead, what I need to be doing is just finding Jesus and getting still and getting before him and letting him speak in and through my life. And so that's what we, you know, that's what it looks like, you know, as we talk about very often on this podcast of what it looks like to have a, a life that is deeply rooted so that it can be deeply successful. And that's what Jesus has promised. And, and we understand that success is not dollars in our wallet, but it's something that you would pay There'd be no money, no amount of money, Allison, that anybody would be willing to pay for joy. Mm -hmm. I mean, it is, it, it, it's one of those things that people would do anything to be able to grasp it, to hang on to it. And it, yet it's something that money can't buy. No. And it's something that, and, and Christ says it, if I, if you abide in me and my words abide in you. And then, um, you know, in verse 11, John 15, 11, these things have I spoken unto you that my joy, this is Jesus talking, my joy may be in you and that your joy may be full. And, and so he's saying it really is, but it, it, it depends on me and, and whether you're abiding on me. And so it's all, it's, it's gotta be rooted in Jesus. Absolutely. And, uh, and that's where the joy comes in and just remembering that and, and really resting in that and stop running around looking for it, yeah. settle down. Yeah. and and get in his word and it, it comes from him yeah and let him change your life so man mm -hmm. that's 
that's our encouragement for you guys today as we talk about joy. It is possible to have joy uh, mm -hmm. in all kinds of circumstances and situations. And it is, it's going to be produced inside of your heart and inside of your life as you abide with Christ. So that's our encouragement for today. Get out there, get abiding in the word, uh, get out there and get anchored to Christ and watch that inexpressible joy start at happening in your life in ways that you really, really can't describe it or define it. So uh, thanks for being with us on the podcast today. As always, Allie and I enjoy being with you and uh, chatting about things that hopefully are real and relevant, right? Yeah, yeah. And uh, so uh, join us next time on the podcast. And uh, we're excited to be able to encourage you in ways in which you can root your life deeply and firmly in things that will cause you to have greater success than you've ever had before. So get rooted and get in John 15 this week. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to Rooted Deep. To learn more about Dare for More Ministries, go to dareformore.org and look up Mercy Workshop at mercyjewelry.org.